So if you've been listening to the podcast in October, I wanted to give you guys the heads up and I told you guys I was selling around like 50% of my portfolio. I said I was doing it, chopping it off, man. I was done with the stock market. And then of course, you know, um, I sold in like, honestly, like the next week or so, the market dropped like 7%. And I'm like, okay, okay, this, this is like fate. This is like, this is literally fate. I, I'm sorry, the market sucked me back in. Like, I'm back in here like swimwear. Like, so then I reinvested back in the market, buying a bunch, buying stocks like Nordstrom. Uh, what else did I buy? I bought a lot of Nordstrom, honestly. And, you know, I've honestly, it's done better than I thought. Like, the my portfolio, getting back in the market, re-upping on. I think I bought another shock. Did I just buy more Amazon? I don't even know what I bought, to be honest. But it did really well. My portfolio bounced even higher in a way that I didn't see coming. And now I'm making that podcast again to you guys. I really am. Uh, the podcast where I am selling 50% of my portfolio. And a lot of guys might be reading the, you know, the title and be like, okay, there's no way he's actually selling 50%. No, no, I'm selling 50%. I am cutting off 50% of my arms, 50% of my legs, 50% of my portfolio is gonzo. Actually, I've already sold it. I really have. Uh, In this video, I'm going to tell you guys why I did that. And hey, maybe uh, from listening to me, you might do the same. Now, I want to preface this before we go in. You know, this is just for information. Um... And I am not recommending to sell it. Matter of fact, I actually recommend you probably don't sell 50% of your portfolio. Obviously, I don't know your current situation, your retirement horizon, your investing opportunities you have, how good your portfolio's done this year. I don't know any of that personal stuff. I don't even know your risk tolerance. But on a blanket statement, I can probably say it's probably not a good idea for you to sell 50% of your portfolio. So why did I do it? Well, I mean, I'm going to tell, give you four reasons. Um, the first reason is, uh, you know, basically Santa Claus. You know, the guy that goes down your chimney every Christmas. Side note, do you know that Santa Claus's outfit's not really red? It used to be tan, but Coca-Cola marketed the red Santa Claus outfit so hard that he became red. Did you notice that? Isn't that insane to think? Like, why is marketing so powerful? Anyways, that was just a side fact that I found fascinating. The Santa Claus rally. Usually in December, people are optimistic. They're cheery. They're happy. Happiness worldwide leads to higher markets. Just behavioral finance. That's one of those things. Number two, markets absolutely on fire this year. On fire. Ruthlessly on fire, if I do say so myself. Um... So much in the fact that I did not see it coming. Like 2020 recession, we're going back into lockdown, deaths are spiking everywhere, the vaccine's on its way, but it can't really be dispersed to everyone who wants it till September. Um, but markets are doing, they're going absolute gangbusters out there. Um, I see that and being up 60% this year, I need to pull back. Now, now's the time where it's like, let me count my chickens. I've put way more money than I thought I would in the market. Uh, had really low cash positions at some times. Sometimes my cash position was honestly just around 5% because I'm like, oh my God, it's such a deal right now. But instead of going back up to 20% cash, 
I decided going back up to 50% cash makes sense. Number three is one of the real, real reasons why I personally diversified. Um, you know, honestly, I was always about having around, you know, 20% cash is kind of what I wanted to be around 15% of cash and 10% of cash sometimes. But realistically, you know, I am still in my 20s. I'm still growing my portfolio. So because I have so much future earnings that I'm going to make through my salary and other career and opportunity ventures, um, I'm not necessarily worried that much about having lower cash positions. But it's still think 10% is a good enough amount of space where when the market dips, I can really take advantage. Um, so with that being the case, though, going from 10% to 50%, the biggest reason, of course, as I said, number three is diversifying. Um, I think when you have big wins, like when you really outperform your expected returns, diversifying is not a bad way to realize profit, but at the same time, still stay invested. You know, a lot of times you look at your stocks and you look at your investments and there's this paperweight attachment to it. Like it's not real. It's a figment of your imagination. You know, you go on Wall Street Bets and you see all these guys who have these immense, massive portfolios. They like turn like $500 to like $15,000. And then the next month they're showing you loss porn where, it went from $15,000 and that's zero again. And it honestly makes zero sense, right? And I think a big thing about that is that people don't associate those paper numbers with anything. They think it's fake. They don't think it's real. So, of course, they're treating it like it's a video game. They're like, oh, I'm at 15 grand now. I can be at 100,000 by next week. And when that doesn't pan out, they're crashed right back to reality. And truth of the matter is, a lot of them won't ever see that type of return ever again, right? So one of the best ways to counteract that where you have good years and then you lose it the next year um, is to diversify and realize your profits by putting in another investment. What investment am I putting my profits in? Literally, I've made probably around 37 grand from investing this year. And, you know, with no good planning, I was able to make that all tax free because I put it in my tax free savings account. I put it also in my registered retirement savings plan, very similar to the Roth IRA and 401k in the States. And using that money, I was able to use it as a down payment for my house. So literally, the stock markets paid for a house this year for me, which is an insane thing to think about. So that's what I'm doing. I haven't closed yet on a house, but you know, hopefully by the time you hear this podcast or eventually that won't be the case anymore. And number four is volatility. Volatility, volatility, volatility. With the interest rates going from around, what was it like 3% to like 1%? Percent like right now in Canada, personally, I think it's 0.25. In the states, I think it's like 0.5 is like the the federal funds rate. What basically the central bank is like loaning to banks. It's ridiculously low rate. At this time, borrowing has never been cheaper ever, ever. Essentially, 
if you ever thought you wanted to open up a business or you ever thought you wanted to get a loan for anything like a car loan, a house loan, anything, now's the time. Because to pay back that loan, a lot of times you're paying only like 1.52%. <laughs> like, like you can get some crazy interest rates because to pay back that debt, you're only paying 2% on it. So if you borrow a million dollars, realistically, it only cost you, head math, head math, head math, uh, $20,000 a year to borrow that. How crazy is that? So think about this, right? Let's say on average, you have around 20 grand to invest every year after you pay off your expenses, right? Literally, you can take that 20 grand to invest. And instead of investing in the stock market, you take the 20 grand and borrow a million dollars. All of a sudden, if the stock market goes up by 30%, like it did this year, then you just made 300 grand and it costs you 20 grand to do that. That's the power of investing. Not obviously like who's willing to give you a million dollars to invest in the stock market, but a lot of people are giving you a million dollars to invest in a house. So uh, <laughs> that's what a lot of people are doing. That's what's driving the housing market. And with crazy volatility coming up in the next years, because there's so much available money around, um, I think this is going to be the next 10 years is going to be a time where active investors, especially uh, fund managers or people who are have these big amount of funds, people like Warren Bref, uh, Warren Buffett, people like Kathy Woods, ticker symbols BRK.B and R and ARKK. These people are going to overperform because in the world of volatility, if you generally know when the market's a bit overvalued and you generally know when it's undervalued and you're able to pick stocks at not the exact right time, but around the right time, you know, you get a great stocks at a great price, you are going to overperform. And this is a market where there's going to be a lot of times where the market does not align, <laughs> where the prices of stocks does not align with the actual value of the company. Honestly, that's what's going to happen. That's what it is. And think about this. Here's a good thought experiment, right? Okay, you can look at Amazon or even better, you can look at Tesla and say it's at $700 a share, basically $3,100 or $3,400 like um, compared to $3,000. I can't even do math. Yeah, $3,500 if it never did a stock split. Um, you might think that's overvalued. You might think that's a crazy amount. But just think about this. If you could borrow, if you were paying interest on a loan before and it was at 3%, right? That means that if you borrow a million dollars at 3%, that'd be around 30 grand, right? Now, if the market allows you to borrow a million dollars at 1.5%, all of a sudden, you can borrow a million dollars for 15 grand, not 30 grand. So when you think about it that way, that person, instead of taking 30 grand to buy or borrow a million dollars, they can now take 30 grand and borrow $2 million. You see, everyone's value of their money and what they can borrow and what they can afford to borrow has increased 
And when you start to think about the market through that lens, all of a sudden Tesla, right? If you could buy 10 shares before, now technically you can buy 20. Now, of course, let's think about it this way. Um, that's an overly simplistic view of it to really drive the point in that there is way more money in the market. The Fed's printing trillions of dollars. Stimulus is about to get passed another round and people are getting an insane amount of money at their disposal. What does this mean? You have to put that money somewhere. The money has to go somewhere. And all of a sudden, the stock's prices are a reflection of everything, which is the rules of this life are demand and supply. It runs everything. So if we have a higher supply of money, right, it's going to drive up the demand for stocks because people aren't just going to take that extra money they have and put it in the bank. <laughs> They're not just going to stuff it on their mattress. They're going to either investing in stocks, real estate, or some other asset class. And that's what's going to really drive up these markets. And relative to everything else, that's why Tesla's price is up. So again, volatility is going to be a crazy killer. And the reason I sold my portfolio at 50% is because right now the market's at a high. And with the crazy volatility swings, people are going to be buying like crazy and selling like crazy. And as people are adjusting you know, their money flows to actually get to the assets they don't want to, you're going to see a lot of crazy run-ups, a lot of months where we're up 10%, and you're going to see a lot of months where we're down 10%. Because since people are now have to build up their positions, it's not like they're going to do it slowly. It's going to be quickly, ferociously. The market's going to try to overcorrect itself and correct itself multiple amount of times. And because no company is really at its proper valuation, um, it's very easy for you know, to try to get to that equilibrium, the market's going to swing up and swing down. So since that's going to happen, I'm like, you know what? Before the market swings down on me, let me take some profits. Let me diversify and let me, you know, feel what this money is actually doing for me by buying a house. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. But what do you think about this? Do you want to sell 50%? Do you think I should have sold 90% of my portfolio? And what are you going to do with your portfolio? Are you investing more than ever? Do you think the markets are going to remain on fire? And do you think Santa Claus is real? Let me know on Twitter. It's at FlySue on Twitter. We, Flight Crew, have to take off. 